All right. Um, transitioning um, sides now. So lately, the past, what, 10 years, there's been a lot of player movement. And we not even just a lot of player movement. That's common. But a lot of franchise player movement. We talk about superstar franchise players like LeBron, Kevin Durant, James Harden, those type players who have been moving teams from teams. And so I wanted to ask you guys, is a, the constant player movement, especially when you are a franchise player, a problem for the NBA, especially when it comes to, low, to small market teams? And how far should a team go to accommodate a player's wishes to either be traded or to demand players to come to their roster or things of that nature? So what needs to happen to kind of like cool that down if you guys see that, if you see that as being a problem? Well, what do you oh. think, Kane? I guess it depends on if you if you see it as a problem, you know what I mean? Because the drama player movement helps get people interested, more interested in, oh, he's coming to our city. He's going to that city, you know. As far as, uh, you know, the teams accommodating these wishes, because I can't read the minds of the players, but I can almost immediately read the minds of the team owners. It's like it's just bad for morale. You know, I think mm -hmm. we talked about this before with the Ben Simmons situation as it was. It's like... Like, Kyle, you got, you know, me and Worlds are both, like, you know, you would say we're star players on this team. But if one of us was bad for morale and consistently bad for morale and bringing down the entire ring team, then, you know, you'd have to move us to another organization. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll I mean? just call you an Uber. <laughs> I'd be like, I want two draft picks for Kane, please. <laughs> we'll, we'll negotiate a deal. I want two second round draft picks. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two interns. <laughs> um, like, what do you, why do you think this let, happens let so go much? For though, more than, like, less than three interns. And, <laughs> why do you think that this happens though so much? Like a lot of all-star franchise player movement. Like why does that? And if, if if you like you said, if you do see it as a problem or not, then why do you think it's like okay, you bounce from team to team to teams because we've never seen guys like you know MJ. He obviously don't count with Twitter, but he's known as a Chicago Bull long lifer. Kobe played for the Lakers for 20 years. Dirk Nowinski did the same thing. Kevin Garnett, he's no more for his days in Minnesota than Boston, even though he won a championship in Boston. But when you think of Kevin Garnett, you think of, you know, Minnesota Timberwolves. So why, why do you think now, like, why does this happen so often where a franchise player is bouncing from team to team to team? I hate to admit it, but Kyle, you can go ahead. But I, I don't no, know real quick. Honestly, I... I hate to admit it, but like I think what started this was um, the Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen move to Boston. You know what I mean? Boston went from second worst in the league to winning the championship the following year. And that model, you know what I mean, worked for them. Now, it was a different dynamic. I think Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett both really deserved that ring at that point in their careers and to make that move. Because, like you said, you know, Kevin Garnett was with Minnesota his entire career up until that point. Um, Ray, I think, was what <laughs> a Seattle supersonic, wasn't he? Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, and, so, and the Bucks before that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, in their cases, it was late in their careers. And it was like, all right, this is the one thing we have left to do is we're going to get this ring and we can band together with Paul in Boston and win, and win that ring. But other franchise players, because they were still stars, even though they were at the end of their careers, they was, you know, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett were still legitimate superstars. So other superstars saw that. They said, well, why should I wait till the end of my career? I'm going to do it now, you know? And because the mm -hmm. next move that I heard about after that was 
your boy LeBron going to Miami. I, I knew Kyle knew I was going to mention it, you know, because it's the truth. Like we saw but the big three in Boston, we saw the big three in Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he 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 not only learned from not only watched that and 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 learned from it, he perfected it. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, <laughs> he made a whole forty minute special. <laughs> well, no, I mean crazy. he perfected he perfected the idea of building his you know the teams the way he wants mm-hmm. and doing it where he wants. Yeah, um, I feel like it is. On one hand, it is intriguing. To have the player movement, oh, you know, this is exciting. They're going to get, you know, they just got that much better. And what did this team get for them, you know, this player and whatnot in this trade? But um, I'm of two mindsets with this. You know, there's there's the the interest, the fan interest and whatnot. But then there's also um, the, the fact that uh, it's kind of like, I don't want to say that teams are catering or ownership are catering to the players because sometimes they just refuse to to do it or at least do it as quickly as they, you know, they ultimately they still have, they still hold the cards in their hands. You know, uh, players can't just run wherever they want to go all the time, but there's, there's checks and balances too. You know what I mean? Because when you're talking about a salary cap, you know, then, then some team that you may want to go to, or, you know, if you're a superstar player that has a preferred destination list, you know, they, that doesn't mean that they can honor your request to any one of those teams just because that's where you want to go. Because if they can't afford you or they have to gut their roster to make it possible for you to be there, then that's, you know, that's going to be a problem. And then there's, and then there's also a lot of the times, there's other teams that have to be involved, you know, a third or fourth team in some cases. So the checks and balances keep things in, you know, orderly, uh, keep things from going overboard, but it's the constant pushback. Like there's probably more player movement in the NBA than any other professional uh, team sport. You know, uh, you don't hear about this happening in baseball, football, soccer, you know, a little more football now, but not as much. Yeah. 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 But, you know, you just not don't... building super teams like this, though. No, you're <laughs> right. 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 So I, I just, you know, I, I think it's it just kind of speaks more to the player and what their their expectations are than anything. Because, you know, if you're somebody who feels like, oh, I, I can never win with no matter who my teammates are, I can't win here. I can't get what I want. You know, you don't look at yourself in the mirror. You know, you're looking at everybody else and all your the other circumstances. And you're like, you know what? The grass might be greener for me over there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a bad, that's a bad look on the player himself. You know. Um, well, Wells, I'm going to put you on the back foot for a second, man. Just to just switch it up a little <laughs> bit. Um, do you see it as a problem? No, I do not. I do not at all. As you guys, as you mentioned, Kane, it makes for you know, a great storyline for the league itself because sports outside of watching the product and watching the players perform at the highest level, it's all about stories, narrative. That's what keeps fans involved. It's, it's almost like a, a, another reality soap opera. It's like, okay, <laughs> where's this guy going to go next? What's going to what's gonna happen with this trade scenario? You know what I'm saying? And it is a bad thing, the worst thing in the NBA where you have an unhappy superstar franchise player. 
Mm-hmm. We have plenty of examples to go by. LeBron James in Cleveland, his first time around, he was unhappy. He didn't feel like he had the necessary parts to win a championship. He dips and goes to Miami. He was unhappy in Miami. Didn't feel like he had the necessary parts to win a championship. He dips and goes back to Cleveland. Same thing. Now he left Cleveland to go to L.A. We saw what happened with the James Harden situation in Houston. He was unhappy in Houston. He forced his way out of there. And he had, what, two, three years left on his deal and did the same thing to Brooklyn. Forced his way out of there again to go to Philly. And he had a miracle healing on his hamstring. I mean, like, yeah. that Brooklyn air or that Brooklyn water, that was amazing what he, how, how just a change of scenery can heal the body. Like, man. Man, listen, yo, T-Mac, T-Mac said it best. He said, listen, if you have a hurt hamstring, you're not doing step backs on a hurt hammy. He was, he was faking it. I was like, whoa, you're right about that. Or maybe if you if you make it, you know, if you strain your hammy, you just go to go to Brooklyn, obviously. Hey, I mean, go to Philly. Excuse me. I've hey. had I've had bad cramps in my camp. Where can I go? I, oh, I couldn't <laughs> even walk with a bad cramp, man. <laughs> so you don't see it as a problem. No, 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 no. I, I don't see it as a problem because at the end of the day, the NBA is a player driven league. The fans don't come into the packed arenas and stadiums to go watch owners debate about contracts or to watch referees, you know, call fouls. They go in to see the players perform at the highest level and put on a show for these fans. And it's like, you know, that makes part of the storyline. Oh, well, while we have a franchise player that's unhappy and then he goes out and lists his preferred destination teams he wants to go to. As a fan of that team is like, whoa, we could get Kevin Durant. We get LeBron. We could get Giannis, we could get Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, et cetera. So that makes that keeps you know you you interested. And in terms of now, LeBron obviously I feel like he opened the floodgates because with the whole decision and you saw Kevin Durant move teams a couple of times, James Harden, blah blah blah. I think the only person superstar player who hasn't moved teams off the top of my head is Steph, Dame, and Giannis. But kind of goes back to my point: if the team is allowed to move. Any player on their roster, if it sees best fit for them or, or the organization, and they don't get no backlash. But when a player wants to move on from an organization, they get hell from the media, from the fans. Oh, you're selfish. You're idiotic. You're this and that. Teams trade players all the time. There's a reason why there's a trade deadline. There's plenty of players getting you know shipped left and right. How do you think a player feels when they give their heart and soul to a franchise? And the franchise all out the blue suddenly, hey, listen, thank you for your service, but we're trading you off to Sacramento. I don't want to go to Sacramento. I'll inspire your contract. Bye. Get your bags. We're shipping you out of here. Like, they got to move I mean, their whole like family. The, that's like the Lamar Odom situation in um, yeah. L.A. You know what I mean? But, like, honestly, like, I agree with you. Like, I don't see a problem. I, it, it does get a little overhyped sometimes. Like, the LeBron and Miami thing was a little ridiculous. Because I knew they were setting themselves up. I'm like, they're having stadiums packed just so they could walk out on stage and say, we're going to win not one, not two, not three. And I'm like, ooh, stop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're setting yourself up here. Like, but the general feeling, look, it's a money-driven league. Like, I know everybody wants to say it's driven by the fans, and it's not, but what that represents is money. If these owners could have holographic projections like Tupac of these players running around playing ball and have to pay no salaries they play, you know what I mean? It's money-driven. So if 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 a player being on in, 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 in um, Jersey, Jersey, Jesus, Brooklyn, is going to cost that team money because of morale, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, 
they're going to give in to his wishes. You know what I mean? That's what happened with Ben Simmons and Philly. Eventually, you know what I mean? It's like, it just wasn't exciting anymore. Like, mm. only the hardcore Sixers fans were even interested in anymore. I think we all lost interest in that, you know, early. It's like, so at the end of the day, it's money driven. So if these guys want to move and maximize, and on the player side too, if they want to move and maximize the short amount of time they have in the league, you know what I mean? Because championships come along with more money, more endorsements. You know what I mean? I can't blame them for that. Well, I I, I, I wanted to speak on one thing real quick about um, a point that you you made, Worlds, about uh, it's being a, the NBA being a player-driven league. I I do agree that that players make you know players are you know the the face because you know you you're not wearing like in, in an NFL you're not wearing a helmet covering your your face all the time things like that whatever there's little psychological things regarding that but uh, when you're talking about um, uh, players I, I think the point that we we kind of glossed over earlier was the fact that it happens in the NBA more than any other professional team sport and why that is, you know, I don't know why NBA players, uh, you know, get unhappy, become so unhappy that they want to leave, you know, and again, we're talking about the ones who, who actually voice their desire to leave. I'm not talking about the ones who, you know, are kind of like playing on one leg and, and, and the, you know, the player, you know, the ownership decides, well, you know what, maybe it's time to move on or the GM rather, you know, uh, something like a situation like that. I'm talking about players who are like, I'm not reporting to training camp. I'm not playing for this team. I have a bad hammy and I can't, whatever the case may be, you know, why doesn't that, that goes happen? To- you that know. goes to violation of contract, man. I mean, they shouldn't be getting away with that anyway. Well, yeah, they should. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, hey, they negotiated the CBA that way. Look at Ben Simmons. He's trying to get all the fines and money he lost when he decided not to report to Philly right. and, you know, participate and play games and use his mental, you know, health as a reason why. So same thing with James Harden faking the hamstring injury. Like, Ooh. I, again, I, I, you know, I mean, he faked it. I, you want to, <laughs> hey, you'll be sued now. That was that was De- world's friends, father. Defamation you know, of yeah, character. Not, I, didn't say, <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I just said it was a miracle. He's still healing. active. He got a lot of lawyers. <laughs> I am good. I don't think hey, he's showing up to one of my DJ gigs in Houston. Or Definitely. I mean, listen, listen. Oh, First but he all. will show up because it's a party. Yes, he will. Yeah, he will. Yeah. If, he if, his it, chips. If, yeah, if, it, if it if it's a strip club, he will be there. That is for sure. That is James Hart Emma. What what happened when they got kicked by the Nets by twenty nine? What was he doing the same night? He was out with little baby and Meek Mill celebrating like it was nothing. Because he he learned to treat every loss the same as you treat your victims. <laughs> celebrate your losses. <laughs> Sorry, celebrate life. <laughs> oh, God. This scattered ass out there, whether you win or lose. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, man. Kyle, to answer that one point you made, though, I think it's, um, it's easier to change and integrate systems in basketball, right? Like football, you ever seen some of these football players? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> it's a hell of a thing to change up one of those systems. But, you know, a basketball team can change up its offensive right. and defensive schemes a lot easier, right. you know, I think. That's a good point. I guess. You know, it is a good point. It is a good point. Uh, like I said, it just makes like in the roster, as you mentioned, 53 players compared to a 15 man roster. Yeah. yeah. More, even, you know, the bench warmer is going to have more of a name recognition than the NFL, than Special one teams. of the top. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's just how it is. And so, hey, listen, give credit to the NBA. We, they, that's how they made the collective bargaining agreements. Like, we got to mm-hmm. tend to our players' needs. And if you have an unhappy, franchise player on your roster who does not want to be there he will cause hell and force his way out we have plenty of evidence of that being apparent and whether they have three five years left in their contract they're going to get their wish that's just how it is and i i personally don't have a problem with that because it's like hey you give your blood sweat and tears to the franchise yeah and they go around trade players left and right and be like you got to move Crawl, you got to move towns, states, families. So I was like, hey, we got give it right back to you. It's just return energy. I don't want to be there. Yeah. You trade players for the for wanting to be there. I don't want to be there. So get me out of here. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout, shout out, shout out to the players who are unhappy and don't vocalize it. They're just like it either shows up in their game or they just take the you know they or or <laughs> even not the they still or they're just the diligent soldiers who do what they are to do and they you know whether it's you know padding their stats or doing the best they can to be a good teammate and they can't stand where they are but they still put up with it shout out to them i'm on world's side here because kyle is the man and we have to unite against the man if it means we gotta drag you publicly to get out of my contract, that's what we'll do, damn it. Stick it to the man already. He's the corporate fight man. the power. <laughs> oh boy. We have to maximize our talent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yo, oh, you know it'd be man. funny if they put in the, the CBA that like players. I won't mention any names. <laughs> Westbrook, where like you can like, spot enough to shoot the three, and then they could get a body double that would run in and actually take the shot. Oh, like a pinch <laughs> instead of a pinch hitter, a pinch shooter. A pinch shooter. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, LA, like they could sub out the whole team on defense. <laughs> Well, if one team run up the one up one way, <laughs> oh my god! Well, I mean, oh hey, god. Right, I mean, hey, you know, they're right there in Hollywood, so that's that's perfect. They can employ a lot of special effects. <laughs> you know, I, I... <laughs> but anyway, oh, they should have thought about that a long time ago, at least the yeah, that's back true. in September. Oh <laughs> man! Yeah, oh, I called god. that one, man. I called that one. Yo, how okay, little side note. The fact that Westbrook is gonna be on his fifth team in five years, as we talked about player movement, he's done, man. I think I, it, it, you know, we we won't see the 2017 MVP role. It's all it's over for him. I mean, obviously he shouldn't retire, but he's gonna he's gonna be a, uh, he's gonna be a role player now. He's I'm done. You're being mean. You're being mean. He just likes to travel. It's not just, just it's not enough to just play the road games. You have to get the real feel by playing <laughs> for the road team, by being on that roster. That's what his game is. When they go home there. <laughs> he, he's the road team six man. <laughs> oh, 
know what, but oh. he, I, you know, right, maybe he'll, we'll maybe he'll soon. just, uh, <laughs> maybe he'll just, you know, change teams again, and he'll just have a miracle healing, you know, to his shot. And uh, I, I want to know what would happen. Yeah, Kobe, one ring, one team, six rings. You got Westbrook, six teams, no, <laughs> no rings. <laughs> I want to, I want to know Ouch. what would happen. I want to know what would happen if Westbrook gets traded to the New York Knicks. How would Kyle's face, that, that face right there, that face right there is what I want to see. Breaking news. Imagine that. Russell really Westbrook know. has been traded to the Knicks. I would want to have this man's first reaction. He's going to have a Stephen A. Smith type moment. He's going to have a Stephen A. Smith type moment. I could, I could, I can imagine it right now. <laughs> Look at He's this. Mad as hell. Uh, Hopefully, New York will be the, the the his his uh his cure. Maybe that's all I can say because you know, other than putting butts in the seats, I don't see any redeeming value from that. You're gonna have to old pay him forty four million dollars. Well, and like and, and we'll have nobody to play with. Him. <laughs> yeah, he'd be playing by himself with the salary cap, yeah. which I mean he would like, but still, it's true. He's like, if I could just get out there and play by myself, I'd have a chance. <laughs> And I like West. The funny thing is, I actually like his playing style. I just wish that he had been able to integrate it better into a team setting. I think Westbrook would burn you on the playground, you know. But I don't. You know. Oh well, okay. Let's let's play all the games in the playground then instead. Yeah. I, you know, it's just, I Honestly, I don't think so. If I play Westbrook, I'm like, you could shoot all day. You ain't got no jump shot. That's true. Yeah. Just as long as you play him close to cut off the lane, you're good. That's it. That. That jumper it broke, crooked, mm. burnt. That's a that's a broke jump. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Hopefully, he doesn't have a problem with me calling him Westbrook. I mean, just stop shooting a lot of bricks. You change we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will. When, when the lawyers when they call this. when they call <laughs> well, Lord, when they I call Magic jo- when they call Magic Johnson Tragic Johnson, then he complained. Man, LeBron has been getting criticized for fans for years now. Did he? I mean, he probably has complained, but what did he do about it? He's I was going to say, did he complain? Yeah. 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 He did, but he's like, well, don't call me Le GM or Le Trash or all that Le stuff. But he is Le GM, Le though, honestly. Every team he goes on, he's running the trading office. Like, he's, he's the personnel manager. I know that. You know that. True, true. It does fit him. You're right. Yeah. But I mean, oh, Magic Johnson, he didn't have Twitter. Like, you know, where was he going right. to complain? There was no social- he had no outlet to complain. <laughs> right. Oh, they were saying that to his face. That's when, like, the, the, the media, sports media world starting to take over. Oh, he, he saw that, especially when print media was as big as it was back then. First page of newspaper, Tragic Johnson. He's like, well, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sure he complained all the time. It's just that nobody, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, nobody heard him. Yeah, it wasn't as instantaneous. Yeah. Oh, well, they have live press conference reactions right at the moment because that's what mm. happened mm. with Westbrook. Don't call me Which Westbrook. would be like oh, Tragic Johnson. What'd you call me? Ugh. And then Malice at LA, I guess. I don't know. LA. There were a lot better fights back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but those were allowed. Those yeah. were on the courts. Oh. Do oh anyway. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Basketball yeah. should be more like hockey. Less teeth, go. more punches. <laughs> That's right. We pause for this. Oh, God. <laughs> this fight. Cut that out. I live in New Hampshire. I don't need. Oh, no. Cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't need 95% of this state trying to cut my head off. I'm good to cut that part off. <laughs> all right oh all right all right guys another great great episode another great podcast here <laughs> can't wait to start the other projects we got going on um tell your story man give a quick well when is that coming on so we can tell the fans so we got some other projects tell your story we, talk that smoke. yes we will be starting uh in may mm-hmm. and we should nice. start you should start seeing that by the summer all right. Can't wait for that. Right. As Talk That Smoke will uh, begin starting up soon, too, either around March or the early return. April. The return season two um, of Talk That Smoke. We are coming in with Smokier. more smoke. Yes, this sir. We won't be smoking smoke. on set. We won't be smoking on video. <laughs> unless, you know, if Kane does or Kyle. Does. <laughs> Always picking on me. I'll pick on you. You need to do some A&R work, man. I gave you music years ago. Uh, and um yeah i'll get i'll get on that and uh the exceptional life fitness man tell us a little bit what's going on with that the other parties that ray's got going on i'll leave that to kyle at this point he know you yeah like i'm always speaking on oh it's kyle's projects now like you said it is one big family man but you know Yes. It's everybody's own little baby, though. You got to talk exactly. about it, but yes. Yeah. yeah, the Rain Multimedia family of projects and uh, including Exceptional Life Fitness featuring Kane Legacy, our own, as well as uh, the aforementioned Talk That Smoke, the upcoming Tell Your Story, and the current, which you're watching now, Hoops All In. That's right. More to come. That's yep. right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Stay tuned. As always, Hoops All In is executive produced, solely produced by Rain Multimedia. And obviously, thank you to Kane Legacy for providing the music for this project. Um, you can catch Rain on their Instagram, Rain Multimedia, RainMM.com. Catch all the content on their website, as well as like and subscribe to their YouTube channel, Rain Multimedia. Same thing with Worlds TV, where this will be uploaded as well. Catch us on Spotify. Listen to the audio version at Hoops All In. And subscribe to the Worlds TV YouTube channel. Subscribe to all everybody's YouTube channel here. Kane Legacy, Sexual Life Fitness. Subscribe. So, man, yes. get, those, yes. get those views up, man. We are follow, coming. follow, follow. Exactly. You are right. coming follow, in Follow, subscribe. Hit that bell. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hit that yes, alert. Sir. Do all that. We got some fire content coming for you guys. So, for Worlds Francois, Kane Legacy. Kyle Anthony, this has been Hoops All In, signing off. Thank you. Peace. Peace.